Hello, I'm Mark Tweddle. Welcome to another episode of You Tell Your Stories, where we share with you stories from our storytelling classes as a podcast and on YouTube and on Facebook Live. Learn more about our classes both online and in Burbank, California by visiting youtellyours.com. This week, we have a story from You Tell Yours storytelling veteran, Russ Maloney. No ex-wives or girlfriends were harmed in this story. Much. I used to think that the worst thing that could happen in a relationship was that it would end. And that the only successful relationship was one that lasted forever. I got this from my parents, not that they sat me down and told me this, but they were married for 59 years. So that's the very definition of a successful relationship. But for me, I intended every relationship I was in to last, from the moment I started dating, to last forever. And this is stupid, because if you think about it, more relationships end than, than last forever. And unless you go out on a date with the first person you date and then stay with them forever, you're going to have more failed relationships than you have successful ones by this standard. And so, but my intention was to have every relationship last forever. It didn't end up that way, uh, as the long list of breakups uh, was is evidence too. Number one, the first girl I dated uh, named Jenny, she was a couple years older than me. Uh, she broke up with me when she realized that I wasn't all that mature. Number two, Mary, Jenny's sister. <laughs> yeah, I think you understand. Number three, Margie, my first serious relationship, but we grew apart when I went to college. Four was uh, Kate, who, uh, well, she knocked me down a flight of stairs. Not on purpose. Let me defend her in this case. She didn't do it on purpose. She hit me while I was standing on top of stairs and I fell down. So we fought a lot, obviously, and you know, that was a bad relationship. We only stayed together for a couple months after that. Five, Susan, she moved with me to Wisconsin from Indiana when I got my first job out of college. Three months later, she moved back. Number six, Jen, we just kind of bored each other. Seven, Julie, we took things way too fast and got too ser serious too early, so that crashed and burned. Number eight, Aaliyah, my first engagement. She broke it off when she realized that she didn't want to be married to me. <laughs> Number nine, Laura, my second engagement, rebound from Aaliyah. I broke it off when I realized that. Number 10, Dawn, we were never really all that serious. Number 11, Sandy, we dated, it, was, it worked okay, but then she, at the end, just decided she wanted to date someone else. So, 11 instances where I intended for the relationships to last, and they didn't. And then, relationship number 12, Tracy. We dated, everything went well. Uh, nice pacing to it. We started... <laughs> we're going too fast. <laughs> we, we ended up getting engaged. Things were still going well. And then about a month before we got married, the best way to describe it is that the passion just kind of went away in the relationship. Now, I don't just mean physical. I mean any kind of emotion at all. Right? It, just, it just kind of became like in a relationship with a friend. 
Which is great, you want the person you're in a relationship with to be your friend, but not just your friend. So you might ask, well, why did you go ahead and get married, if that's the case? Because we did get married. And I think that's a fair question. One answer to that would be inertia. You're going one direction and it's, you're going this way and it's a lot harder to change course than just stay there. But the other answer would be, well, we weren't boring each other. We didn't rush things too fast, and she didn't knock me down a flight of stairs. This was a successful relationship. So we got married, and our wedding cake was vanilla, which was not my first choice, but it matched the wedding itself because it was pretty vanilla. Uh, not that it was a bad thing. Our friends and family were there. It was a nice event. My parents danced for the last time at the wedding, so I'll always remember that. But I'll also remember looking at the figurines on the top of the vanilla wedding cake and thinking, we're a lot like them. We're kind of going through this. We have this kind of plastic smiles on our face. And the way the marriage is starting out, we have no use for our genitals. <laughs> so we... After the wedding, we, we were, were, after we got into married life, and it was fine, but it was more like being married to your roommate without, again, that feeling and that passion and that intimacy. Now, no complaints. We were good roommates. No complaints about uh, leaving laundry out on the floor or not cleaning up uh, in the kitchen or doing dishes or playing the music too loud. We were good roommates, but we were not good husband and wife as far as a successful relationship goes. We did get into a routine. Our routine was, the general routine was, we'd have dinner, we'd watch some TV, she'd go to bed, I'd stay up for a while. The specific routine was Monday night, we'd eat at home, usually a chicken thing. <laughs> Tuesday night, I worked, I had to teach a night class so we didn't have dinner together. Wednesday night, uh, we'd go out to a casual restaurant. Thursday night, another chicken type thing at home. And then normally on the weekend or Friday night, we'd have sushi, we'd go out for sushi. The, the routine though, never involved any intimacy, never involved any, any even kissing goodnight. Well, after a couple months, uh, the, the routine changed a little bit because on Thursday nights, I started going out to play basketball with some friends. And this was great because A, I got to hang out with my friends, B, it was fun to get the exercise. And one Thursday, they canceled. And this, I was very disappointed in this because I'd come to really look forward to this, this uh, break in the routine. So I'm sitting at work and I'm thinking, well, okay, I'll go home for Thursday night chicken. Uh, and then a voice in my head says, well, you don't have to go home. Why don't you go to the riverboat and play poker? And I thought, Okay, I like poker. Now I liked, I, back then I really liked playing poker, but I usually, I saved it for the two times a year that my friends would go to Las Vegas. So I, that's when I'd play poker. I never went to the riverboats. They were too far away, it was about an hour and a half drive. But, I, but at this point I, was, I thought, this is the, a great idea, I'm going to go. Now let me be clear, wasn't betting the rent money or going into debt to do this. My bankroll was at, the maximum about a couple hundred bucks. So 
anybody looking at me would think this is not exactly a, a big shark here coming into play, and a pretty little fish. But to me, it was a big deal. It was also quite the big deal to Tracy when she found out because I didn't bother to tell her I was going to play poker. I just went and did it. And she thought I was still playing basketball. I didn't tell her that basketball was canceled. So she was quite upset. Um, and she, when she finally got a hold of me, because she tried to call me and my cell phone wouldn't work in the riverboat, uh, she assumed the worst. She assumed that I was having an affair or God knows what else. Uh, and no, I was just playing poker. I didn't intend to hurt her, but I did. So we had some hot words. She gave me the cold shoulder for a while, and then we got back into our routine. Monday night, chicken at home. Tuesday night, I had to teach a class. Wednesday night, go out to a casual restaurant. Thursday night, chicken at home because I stopped playing basketball. And then the Friday sushi. A couple months later, I was at a conference out of town, and I got a call, and I wasn't able to take it. It was from Tracy. And it went to my voicemail, so when I listened to the voicemail, she sounded weird, she sounded odd. Because normally, when we talk on the phone or leave voicemails, it was very friendly. And she sounded like, what she said was, Russ, when you get this, give me a call. Uh, okay. So I was worried something bad had happened. So I called her and she still sounded weird. She still had that kind of just odd tone to her voice. And she said, I didn't want you to find out when you came home this is why I'm doing this over the phone, but I moved out today. And I remember thinking a lot of, a lot of things. A lot of things just hit me right then. Um, one of the things was that you, know, you can intend to be with somebody forever, but if you don't feel it, if the feeling's not there, you can't do it. The second thing I felt was relief. We had both been trapped by this, and Tracy allowed us to escape. Our divorce was wonderful. It was a magical experience. She wore a wonderful summer dress. I was in a very nice suit. All right, we were both at work and we had to, we left work to go down to file the papers, but we filed the papers together. And on the way there, we had to get them notarized. So we go into the notary and we're sitting while the notary's notarizing and we're, Tracy and I are just laughing and talking and telling jokes and doing what we normally do. We're friends, remember? And the notary finally stops and looks at us and says, I, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> You're getting divorced? You guys are so nice to each other. And we're like, well, you know, it, divorce wasn't what neither Tracy nor I had intended, but it was wonderful. So that was my 12th unsuccessful relationship. A few months later, I met a woman. We got married and we're still married now. We've been married for a couple of years, very happy. So for me, Number 13 is a very, very lucky number. But I think I've shown that more relationships will end, will be unsuccessful, than last forever, than will be successful. So if you find yourself in a bad relationship, it's best to let it go so you can get on with finding the one that will work. Hope you enjoyed Russ's story. Our storytelling techniques are a practical way to get yourself heard. Head over to youtellyours.com for details of our classes and events, both in Burbank and online. You can listen to this podcast at podcast.youtellyours.com or find it on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel or the podcast or like the Facebook page. 
And you can email me at mark at utelyours.com if you have any questions or requests. Thank you for listening or watching. <laughs>